Okay, so I started the show saying Russia, COVID, inflation, oh my. Russia, COVID, inflation, oh my. Um, So let's talk about COVID. And of course, this segment won't be as long as Russia and Ukraine because everyone is sick of talking about COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. So in my January 3rd podcast, I obviously called Omicron Omicold. I will continue to do that, especially as the, as the number of people I have known personally, not including myself, which is a miracle. I'm starting to get a complex. Why is it the virus like me? I haven't caught it yet for some reason. So hopefully I'm not jinxing myself. But um, Omicold is out there. I know many people have caught it. It's not fun. Nothing. No sickness is fun to catch. But like many of you, I also knew people caught Delta, which was really, really, really not fun. And and it, as in my personal life, if I've made my own observations and have made my own conclusions, which people on the left really do not like people, especially non-medical people coming up with their own observations and own, own conclusions when it comes to COVID. I think we've all learned that over the last couple of years. But anyway, I'm going to do it anyways because I live in a free country, which for the time being kind of has free speech, depending on how much you're in bed with China, the CCP, YouTube, Google, all the same thing. But um, so uh, my own observations is, and I said this from day one and people thought I was kidding, is that Omicron is the vaccine as far as I'm concerned. And you can laugh and say, oh, they're just an unprofessional medical, non-medical right wing. Not, no, I mean, there's now medical people saying, uh, and one of them is Dr. John Campbell, whose YouTube page I'm going to put on leastwoke.com. Uh, if you look under a section called the big feed, that's where, as I promised earlier in the year, I'm going to start to put links from the different uh, whether it's YouTube videos, uh, articles that I read, etc., on the leastwoke.com website. So, Dr. Campbell's YouTube channel exploded over the last two or three weeks. I stumbled onto him around Thanksgiving when I wanted to get the real gist, probably like most of you, about Omicron before the holidays came, just to find out what's really, really going on. If it's bad, I want to know if it's bad. If it's benign, I want to know if it's benign. I don't want anything sugar-coated. I don't want any conspiracy nonsense. I do think COVID is real, blah, blah, blah. What's the story? And the man could not have been more objective over the last six to seven weeks. And he his YouTube channel is exploding. He's been so right. And the other beautiful thing about this, you're not going to believe this, when he doesn't know, he says he doesn't no. And so going all the way back to the South African Omicron situation around Thanksgiving, remember that? Um, from then, I started watching him, his charts, his graphs, if you like that type of thing. If you love hysteria more than you love the truth, you will find him incredibly disappointing. Let me start by saying that. So right off the right off the bat, he's lost 50-60% of the American adult population. So if you love fear and hysteria, he's probably the wrong guy. If you want to know the truth and how to respond to the situation, he's the right guy. And, you know, uh, speaking of hysteria, if you look at his charts and graphs, I've been telling people since early January, again, not out of being a know-it-all, but it could not be more clear. I'm talking about middle school level graphs he use here. Uh, if you saw the pattern, South Africa, which again, 
data can be shaky. That's not a racist statement. That's a real statement. I know everybody under the age of 30 doesn't quite grasp that, but we'll get into that at some point. With charts and graphs and sock puppets and video games, whatever's required to get the 30 and under crowd on the same page with everybody else. But anyway, so he... Um, uh, he, he made it clear, and there's just a massive spike. And you look at the massive spike in cases with the hospitalizations, which is what I look at. I mean, I, people look at deaths, but last time I checked, going to the hospital isn't quite fun. And, um, and it's not fun to overload the medical system, uh, especially in the age of, uh, you know, aging baby boomers and overdoses. So it was going to spike, and it was going to come way down. And we're already in that coming down. And it comes down fast. All the other developed countries and South Africa, it comes down fast, and we're about to hit that phase. I started telling people around early first week of January. So I might be on my first January 3rd podcast. I can't remember. You're going to have a spike. You're going to have a disruption phase, which we're in right now. Shortages. Brandon doesn't help, of course. But the... Um, and then disruptions at offices, restaurants, anywhere, you know, where there's employees, which we already have a shortage... I don't care if it's a pharmacy, a restaurant, a legal office. One person gets it. Everybody else probably gets it or close to it. You do get very sick. It, it creates disruptions. And I knew that was coming. Not the end of the world. Not the end of the world. Not 1929. We might be heading toward 1929 because of the financial stuff we did with COVID. But COVID itself, especially Omnicold, is not going to create 1929 as far as economic crashes and shortages and rationing and brother do you, can you spare a dime we're not going there um so again like in my first segment if you have an accurate map based on reality because you appreciate the truth in reality then you had a, a there was some hope for you in this situation like i told people bad middle of january It'll start to calm down. For me, and I don't have a halo over my head, I am far from a perfect man. If anything, I'm a flawed man. I do not like scaring the hell out of other human beings. If anything, I like to calm people down, unless it really is something terrible. I mean, if a train full of orphans is about to go off a cliff, then I, no one will be more panicked than me. But when a medical doctor in the UK is using data and middle school level charts and graphs to show everyone how it's going to play out if a person chooses to not absorb that information, not see the positive signs in that information, then I, there's nothing there to work with as far as I'm concerned. And another link is, I'm not sure if you saw this, I forgot her name, but it'll be on the link, uh, a left-wing uh, podcaster woman. Uh, she went on Bill Maher. She spelled out what so many people are thinking. Remember, she is a left-wing podcaster, Bill Maher's a leftist, even though to his credit, he's been very skeptical of everything with COVID right from day one, and he has a left-wing audience, and she could not have been more clear. She did the lockdowns. She you know, jokes about Tiger King, which I watched during the lockdown as well. She talks about um, you know, how she got the vaccine, pretty much doing everything she was told to do, trying to do everything right, not a conspiracy person, you know, not a maybe i don't know i've never listened to her podcast so i don't know how much her level of vitriol towards trump supporters and the right but you know she wasn't know-it-all-ish about it and the essence of what she's saying is i'm done i'm done at this point i'm not getting a booster every three months I i'm done and there's you're starting to see the crack on the left among that by the time we get done here and amicold runs its course Unless there's some, not some crazy Ebola variant where people are bleeding out their ears and eyes and dying in the middle of the street, 
only the most neurotic and fear-based hypochondriac hysterical nutcases among us will be running you know, around with big uh, N95 masks and getting a shot every two months. Everybody else has checked out this point. Uh, for the control freaks, that's a, I know it's a major loss for them. I know that this was supposed to be the practice run for climate change. I know it did not go as planned, and especially in the U.S. They're probably stunned at the resistance in Europe because, you know, Europe is supposed to be kind of like accolades of Barack Hussein Obama, where they're just on a different level than the average American, especially the average white conservative America. So to see the protests that have taken place in Europe was just probably just stunning for that entire crowd. So that that's where we are right now. Um, great story uh, I saw in the Wall Street Journal. I know it's it's locked. You have to have a subscription. But if you know anyone that has it, I can't legally put the link on the website. But uh, Dr. Joe... Ladapo, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, impressive guy, 43 years old. He's a doctor, uh, son of Nigerian immigrants. Um, here at Dr. Ladapo, a native Nigeria, has an immigrant's appreciation of American freedom. Grew up in Louisiana, Georgia, North Carolina, while his father was a microbiologist, pursued an academic career. Uh, he studied at Wake Forest. He was captain of the track and field team, went on to Harvard. Just the American dream, pure American dream stuff. Came from Nigeria, became a doctor, blah, blah, blah. So he was back at the onset of all this. Um, he established a policy back in March of 2020, early, as far as, here's what he said. You To contain the virus with shutdowns, you must either go big, which is what China did, or don't go at all. Here is my prescription for local and state leaders. Keep shutdown short, keep the economy going, keep schools in session, keep jobs intact, and focus single-mindedly on building the capacity to need to survive this in our healthcare system. So, um, and then of course he said that early on, he was applauded, and then as it got worse, even he admits that, uh, you know, he was his recommendations were not taken well uh, to his credit. Uh, here's another quote. When schools prepared to open the late fall of 2021 semester, Ladapos, him and his wife, decided their children wouldn't go. With wet mask and testing, my wife and I, it was just full stop. We would never do that to our kids. We think that our personal beliefs are that children shouldn't be forced to place something over their faces. Uh, they started working with like-minded parents on joint homeschooling arrangements. See, this is amazing. I said this all along. I mean, it's child abuse, this stupid cloth mask. I kid, six, seven hours, well, more than that. You know, kids are on a bus where I live and 45 minutes to school, back, then you count the school day, eight hours with a cloth mask that now scientifically has been found to be ineffective. Who out of their own fearful need out of pure fear tells little kids to wear a mask for eight hours a day when it's not even backed by science you know we love science i'm in the same crowd that is goo goo over the florida size glacier in the arctic that's thawing are the same ones shoving ineffective cloth masks down kids throats eight hours a day so you just remember that um the other thing about this article, it's a great article, a very impressive man, 
And um, I think to myself, I read this, so he might have a chance given he's black and he's a son of immigrants, but for the most part, uh, this now he's Ron DeSantis, by the way. He's Ron DeSantis's advisor when it comes to COVID. He's down in Florida. But if this gentleman, Joe Ladapo, this Dr. Ladapo, if he stepped foot in Connecticut, California, Massachusetts, uh, you know, what would happen to him? Would he even get a job at this point? I mean, that's that's where we are. That's where we are. I mean, it's like an American doctor. If an American doctor flew to the the, the Soviet Union back in the uh, 1980s, would, would they even be hired? Would they be arrested on the spot? What would happen there? And I think the same way with this guy, um, especially if say a month or a couple three, three or four months ago. Now, now that the uh, now that the truth has come out, he'd probably have more of a chance. But they'd still be very leery. I mean, now that he, I tell you right now, it'd be more of a battle for him when it came to promotions, hiring, you name it, because that's how. The game is played in Cuba, that's how the game is played in North Korea, and that's how the game is now played in the blue states. Nothing to do with competency, everything to do with submission. So that's how that works. So I'm going to post the links. Uh, there's no reason for me to talk about the Omicron situation as far as everybody knows what's taking place. Reading uh, even New York City, some of the bigger cities, it's already starting to come down. Um, the healthcare system collapse articles, and I'm not saying it's not real, but that has just made these media companies from local stations to CNN to everyone millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. There could be an article about seven overdoses. There could be an article about the space station, and they put an article on there about the collapsing healthcare system. That's what's getting clicked, and they know it. I'm not saying doctors and nurses have done a great job, have worked a lot of hours, put up a lot of BS over the last I'm not a couple of years. I'm not downplaying that at all. I'm saying from a media reporting perspective, we have to keep that in mind. From a government perspective, New York State, Kathy Halkel apologizing. 50% of reported New York State cases, the person went to the hospital for something else, tested positive for COVID while being there. So, you know, they can play the whole, like, anybody that questions anything is the Alex Jones nut in the room, and they've been trying to play that playbook for two years now. But I'm telling you right now, uh, the truth is out. It's all collapsing, and uh, I couldn't be happier about it. And I'm sure, I'm sure you feel the same way.